Hello and welcome to Truth Talks with Robin and Brandy Cunningham, Cunningham with Fireside Grace Ministries. Just kidding. Gotcha. It's not Truth Talks. No, but it is <laughs> going to be talking truth. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. All right. So why don't you go ahead and lead us in? I will. Let's give everyone a couple of minutes to join in. Hi. Hey, Jeannie. How are you? Hi, Carol. Can you guys hear us okay? We're kind of a little bit away from the camera, but that's because um, we can't get both of us in if we do it close up. Yeah, I'm sure you can hear our dog just fine in the background crying. <laughs> Will one of you please let us know if you can hear us okay? You may be, but... Okay, alright, thank you. I bet it was just a lag. Hi, Irina. We're going to give everyone just another minute to join in here. Yeah, so if it looks like we're looking off to this direction here, it's because we have on our monitor over here what we have written and prepared for this. So we can just look, we'll just be looking over here and just to make sure that we're covering everything that God told us to. And this shouldn't be real long, probably only like maybe 10, min 10 minutes max or something. If we say 10, it'll probably be 15. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. But we're getting pretty good at reeling things in, you know, because we've been doing two radio shows a week and... Um, we're, we're getting pretty good at just being concise and to the point, I think. Yeah, we try. <laughs> so that's what we want to do tonight. We have felt um, very impressed by the Lord to release this word to the body. What's interesting is part of the word developed in us over a few different revelations, over a series of revelations of Jesus coming and meeting each of us. He met us together. He met us individually. And then he sealed it all. While I was at work one day, and Robin was working on ministry, and I was at my other job, and the Lord came to me in, in private with no one there except me and the Lord, and then while I was at work, and at the same exact time, the Lord had come to Robin. Yeah. In a completely different location, and told us both that it's now time to release this word. And so that's what we're going to do today. And we're very, um, we want to be encouraging to you. And I think that most of you know from listening to a lot of our stuff that we, our heart is to be encouraging, but we also want to speak the truth and exhort one another and hold each other accountable. And so our job is to help you live into the fullest potential that you can, um, Carol, you know, or, or anyone that's struggling with moving forward. We want to release this into you and we will be breaking those things off of you that are hindering you at the end of this video. Yeah, that's good. So, do you want to start with what Jesus told you, or do you want to start uh, Go ahead. with what He told me, or or anything like that? Go ahead. We'll just we'll we'll do it that way because it makes sense for yours to be first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, first, I'd like to just say, well, I was here. I was I was actually listening to uh, Kevin Zadai's worship album, Alter Fire, that he's put on YouTube for the individual tracks for you to listen to. But tell you, it's powerful. Holy Spirit showed up pretty strong. Uh, there were multiple times where I was just. I was just weeping and, and I felt like I was burning, which kind of very much correlates with what you, uh, with what Jesus told you. But anyway, so I was, I was here and Jesus came and he started talking to me and it wasn't just, you know, oh, I heard the Holy Spirit say this. I'll tell you when it was the Holy Spirit. I heard his very clear, audible voice, like he was just standing here speaking to me over my shoulder. It scared me at first. It's terrifying when you just hear a guy's voice in your ear all of a sudden. A man. It's never, it's never, <laughs> for real, 
It's never not scared me when he talks to me. The The first time I heard it was when I was eight, and it made me, I had broken my spine when I was eight, jumping off of snowbanks, most of you know the story. And I heard his voice say, get up now, and I shot up in my bed. Nevertheless, here's what God told us, okay? The first thing that I want to, want to tell you is what he told me. Uh, he said that he has tipped the lantern and poured out his spirit in a greater manner than ever before. And it was the sevenfold spirit is what he was talking about. That is now he's tipping the uh -huh. lantern and he's pouring it out. And he said, the legalistic mannerisms of the church are coming to an end. So he's going to end legalistic churchgoers. Not the, the goers, but he's going to end that in church. And basically he said he was going to bring people out into the streets, but we'll get, we'll get there. So he said he's going to bring the legalistic mannerisms of the church to an end. And he showed me that Moses' last month to live was in Shabbat, which we're now in Shabbat 10 or Shabbat 11. I, Shabbat 10, because yesterday was 9. Okay, yeah. <laughs> And so he used his last month to rebuke the church. And then according to the Midrash, um, you know, Israel, according to the Midrash, he then copied the Bible into the 70 known languages that they had, had known in his last month. Because he knew he was going to die because God told him he was. And he rebuked Israel. Then Jesus told me um, that after he passed away, the covenant of the law passed away. Now, it didn't perish but it was fulfilled by Jesus. Um, Yeshua, Joshua, led Israel into the promises of God, God's salvation. That's what Yeshua means, the salvation of God. Led the people into the promise of God after the passing of Moses. And he said that this is the last month of preparation before the last revival hits the street in a ca capacity that cannot and will not be contained. So I'm going to interject here. The other thing that I've heard today as we were finalizing what we're going to release in written form was I heard the Lord say, there are many of you who have felt spiritually pregnant and now is your ninth month. Yep. At the time, things are... A lot of people, you know, in the uh, reality of dreams, uh, what, what's our dream group called? What does my dream mean? Oh. Right. I'm like, which one? <laughs> and what does my dream mean? A lot of people have been having dreams about pregnancy lately. I yeah, just interpreted have. one today. Yeah. They, they said the baby was kicking. I'm like, it's, it's developing. It's manifesting. So yeah, that's it's awesome. trying to get out of there. Yeah. So, so it's time. <laughs> okay, now here's what he said. He's going to bring revival to the street in a capacity that cannot and will not be contained. And he said, this is the last month. This, starting yesterday when he gave me the word, it was the last month. That he was going to allow you to willingly come out and repent before he draws you out, according to his will, into the streets. He says that what he said to me was that, it was to me, but it was to the, the body of Christ. He said, you surrendered your will to me when you prayed and said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When you said that, you gave Jesus the right to override. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, Jesus is just going to, you know, Jesus is a gentleman or Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's just going to, he's, he's not going to force me to do something I don't want to. He's saying you surrendered your will to him as when you made that prayer. 
So he has the right to override your will, and he's going to because he wants every single able-bodied member of the church to be out there doing what he's called us to do. Right, and he'll still do that in a gentle way. I mean, Ephesians (laughs) 3.20 says he works deep within us, his spirit gently and deeply within us. So if we have that will to do something different, he will go down inside of us and change that. Yep, and he's going to. See, i got to remember, you know... He's coming at this from a loving angle. He's telling you now's the time to come out. Yeah. Sometimes he can talk a little harsher to Robin and I because we can we handle, can handle it. it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes. Sometimes he says something. I'm like, I repent, God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was stupid and I didn't even know it. So then he says, in the same manner, he will lead out his people from under the burden of tiresome yokes and man-made religious doctrines Amen. into his glorious freedom. Amen. So he's not only calling you out of the church, he's going to lead you, not out of the church, but out of religious systems. Yeah. He's going to start tearing down religious systems of church and leading people into his, this is the word, he's used this word twice and I didn't even recognize it in what in the prophetic word that he gave us. He's leading you out of the religious system into his glorious his glorious freedom. That's good. Mm-hmm. He's taking off the chains, taking off the fetters. That's something to get excited about. He's not going to let you stay locked into a church, locked into religious, legalistic yes. doctrine that doesn't line up with his word. He says it's coming to an end. This is the last month, the last month that you have to prepare. Mm. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Okay. He says, also, from, okay, now this is quoting him, okay, so when I was writing this, I was writing it, and I was just saying what he was saying, and I was repeating it to you, like, right now, saying, he said this, he said that. Now, at this point, he started speaking, and he was speaking to me in the first person, and he consumed me, and was typing through me, okay? So, this is him speaking to you. I don't know how else to explain it to you. Other than that, and like Holy Spirit possessed me, I guess, would be a word, but you know, it makes it sound demonic. So whatever, you know, it is what it is. He owns me, therefore I am possessed by the Holy Spirit because I am in his ownership, okay? So remember, out of religious things, he says, from here until I return, you will feel my presence shifting the atmosphere around you, touching hearts and manifesting in ways that I have longed to since the days of the first Pentecost. It is time for my church to repent and return to me with their whole heart because I will no longer tolerate sinfulness, pride, or arrogance to reign in you. I will send my angels to correct you so that you will not walk in error as I send you out to reach multitudes. Your worship will now become more intimate and personal with God as you watch your leaders break down in tears and weeping and joy and laughter to the extent that they cannot bear to stand under the weight of my manifest presence that is overtaking them. It is time to lift holy hands, no longer dabbling in the sin that dirties you. It's good. Yeah. It's awakening time. There's there's more, but what do you have to... Keep going. Okay. 
The next thing he says... I'm making sure that I get the comments. Okay. So, he says this, and this is all part of the same thing. It didn't just end there, okay? This is all part of what he was saying. He says, As you reach towards the heavens, I will stretch you, mold you, shape you, and transform you not only internally, but externally. All right, I'm starting to get lit. He's starting to... It's strong, man. Whew. Okay. Whew. Get ready. <laughs> Reel it in. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <sighs> My people will be known by the light of transfiguration that shines from them, and not just by the pendant they wear or the clothes they don. Did you catch that? He said we're going to be known by the transfiguration light. We're going to be glowing. That's right. We're going to be glowing like Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Did you catch that? <laughs> you better be getting pumped. I am just like, I'm getting goosebumps. He's over here so strong. I'm getting gold flakes. Look at that. Okay. Focus. Reel it in. Okay. <laughs> he says, my people will be known as sons of God and seen, manifested as my sons. It has begun now Amen. and shall continue until I take them out of this world at the sound of the last trumpet. And he said to me during that that this will be very soon. But he told me not to write that, only to speak it. So pretend you didn't hear it. <laughs> he said, this outpouring will not end because men's hearts and doctrines are stopping it. It will not end because Amen. men's hearts and doctrines are stopping it. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because he's taking us out of that legalistic system. And no, I didn't, I didn't think of any of this. <laughs> he's just giving me this revelation. And he said, it will, I will deal with the church now so that his final move, so that this final move is not stifled. <laughs> that is good, isn't it? Okay, now here's the next thing that he showed me. Okay. Um, this part, I kind of like... I really, I kind of told God, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it because I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not that kind of preacher or whatever. And he said, yes, you are. You're an end times prophet. And uh, just, I'm not trying to blow my own horn. That's what he said to me. And uh, Well, he said, say it. Yeah, my intestines kind of blew out from under me. So <laughs> wow. that's all I'm going to say. The next thing that the Lord okay. showed me, like my stomach just turned. That's it, a better way that, to say that. Honestly, the end times... <laughs> The end times terrify me, and I want nothing to do with it, to tell you the truth. I want nothing to do with it. And where I'm not going to go there, you can read Isaiah 13. You will not want anything to do with it either. But we're made for it. Right. And it's, it scares me. All right? I'm being real with you as a human being. It scares me. Yes. <sighs> okay? But we overcome. <laughs> so the Lord showed me that four enemies of Israel will attempt to further divide Israel. And they will reject any plans of peace. He's talking about the Middle East deal. Okay? The so peace treaty that was presented. And God has said that he will rebuke them and he will bring justice to Israel. <laughs> You're smiling big <laughs> on that one. She loves justice. <laughs> like Trump, who was vindicated Bad. today. That's what we call justice. Yeah. Let's not go that <laughs> All right. He is faithful to deliver them. And he will establish the borders of his nation according to the plumb line that he drew out before the foundations of the world. Read so, that last line again. He said, he is faithful to deliver them. 
and he will establish the borders of his nation according to the plumb line that he drew out before the foundations of Amen. the world. Do you guys agree? Amen. <laughs> okay, now the next part. This is another part that I told him I'm not going to say that. I don't, I don't like it. It disagrees with my theology. Well, so, guess what? It ain't about you. You're right. Uh, he said, he looked, he just stood there and looked at me. <laughs> at this part here, he told me, will you kneel before me? And I said, yeah, I will. And I got down on my knees and he said, that's good. He just wanted to see if I would do it. I said, no, God, let me do more. I got down prostrate and put my face on the floor where we walk. My my face, you know how disgusting that is? We have two dogs and a baby. <laughs> Plus us. <laughs> and we're not gross though. And I was praying and I was I was saying, God, I'm so sorry. I'm not humble. I've been arrogant. I'm sorry. I'm I'm wrong and you're right. And you know what he did? He kicked me. He just kinda he kicked me like this and said, Get up. And I got up. <laughs> like it wasn't like a kick kick, like a forceful kick. He nudged me up. Again, still terrifying. <laughs> You know, Jesus is nice and loving, but it's a little bit scary. It's intimidating, okay? Nevertheless, here's the revelation that I said that I would not give, okay? Let me just <laughs> scroll up here. He said, he said this, okay? I heard this audibly coming from his mouth. He said, oh man, I'm not going to cry. Okay, get it together. He's just like, his heart is pouring out. Jerusalem will no longer be divided. I will restore Jerusalem in its totality, and I will allow the temple to be rebuilt. That's why I said I'm not going to tell them that. Because that means the end of days is upon us. And he said, oh, it's too much. And he said that he's going to allow it to be rebuilt. We're in those days, folks. You don't know the day, you don't know the hour. I'm just going to tell you that it's not going to be like two years, four years, ten years. Probably going to be a lot longer than that because there's four kingdoms that have to rise up. And nevertheless, he said, I will allow the temple to be rebuilt. I will remove the dome and I will restore the Holy of Holies. It will not retain the former glory of the temple, but it will be glorious nonetheless. Once again, my people will shout and praise my name Amen. in the streets and worship the Lord. This is the beginning of of the turbulent times of men. I will not be mocked, and I will uphold yeah. my covenant to Jacob. <laughs> Selah. Yeah, there's, here, okay. He said that to me. Now, you know I just did a, a Bible study on Daniel. I did Daniel 7, 9, 10, and 11. Or uh, Daniel 7, 10, and 11, and, and I think 12. I didn't touch 9. And I forgot. But, he showed me this. He pointed me to this scripture. He told me, here's the scripture. Because he said that people would say, where's that in the Bible? And he said, I want to show you where humanity is at in the Bible now. Okay? He pointed me to the scripture, showed me where it was in the Bible, in, in the history, according to his prophecy, according to the prophecy of his word that was written by Daniel and spoken by Gabriel about 2,450 some odd years ago. Okay, maybe 2,600 years. He said, Then for 62 weeks it shall be built again with squares and moat, but in a troubled time. That's now, it's a troubled time. After the 62 weeks, an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. 
Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed, and he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week, and for half of a week he shall put an end to the sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. And I know I've heard this a hundred times, especially since we released the prophecy book. That prophecy has already come to pass. Nero was the Antichrist. You are wrong. It's not scriptural, and Jesus himself said that it is not right. You can argue with me, or try to argue with me. I won't respond. I don't care. I don't care what you have to say. About that. Right. I do care what you have to say. I don't care if you agree with theology. I'm not telling you this from a theological point. We're telling you this because Jesus spoke it to us audibly, and we heard it, and he told us to share it. So, in the words of Kevin Zadai, keep your digital ink. <laughs> yes. Okay, now, this is where, at the same time, this is what he was speaking to you. So, I'll just hand it over to you here. Yeah, so, I do want to preface this by saying, if you, if you guys have listened to um, us on the Morning Reboot with Christopher Mays, we've gone over a little bit of the prophetic outlook for 2020. And, you know, I love getting all the input from all the well-trusted leaders that we have to listen to and to um, glean from on their outlook on 2020. So we just have a piece of that puzzle as well that I'm sure they, you know, have already released. But this is something that I feel led to share in this prophecy with this word for this time for now. And maybe there's people that haven't even heard any of that yet. So I'm just going to share. So the year 2020. We know, I'm going to cover this part quickly, we know that, yes, everyone's saying clear vision, clear vision, clear vision. Awesome. That's perfect because I know so many people that just need vision. My people perish for lack of vision, but here's the thing. Now, mm -hmm. we're not going to perish as the church anymore because we're getting the vision that we need in 2020. As each individual member is the body, how we're supposed to work together as the body, and then how to move forward and take the land, occupy the land until the kingdom comes. And so during this time, we're not going to perish for lack of knowledge. That's right. But we will be judged based on the decisions that we make with the knowledge and revelation that we're given through visions, dreams, etc. during the year of 2020. So, two can represent trial and testing. Right. Two can also represent blessing unity. Blessing multiplication. No. Blessing, multiple, yes, multiplication, or it can represent division. Yep. If you think about a divorce, mm -hmm. right, it, yep. it takes two, and... Cursing. Cursing. So, there's a whole lot involved in 2020, but here's what we want you to know. You're going to get the vision, you're going to be tested on that vision with what you're going to do with it. Are you going to step out where you've never stepped out before? Are you going to humble yourself and, and lay prostrate at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, I didn't believe this in the past, but I'm going to believe it because you're telling me it now. Are we willing to let our doctrine go? Are we willing to say, Lord, have your way. Renew my mind to the mind of Christ. There, there are doctrines that we had in the past that we have got to drop right now or God's going to, to drop them for us. And so I think that we want to make that decision before he has to make that decision for us. I will tell you there will there will be some churches in the next two years that will fall because they're not submitting to the Holy Spirit. They're going, they're doing everything the same way they've always done, and this is not the time to do that. 
If the Holy Spirit is already leading you and you've just been following him for years, awesome. Keep along with that. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Do not get weary in doing good. For in the right moment, you will reap a harvest. And I'm telling you, that harvest is the souls. The harvest is the LGBTQ community that we're supposed to embrace, heal, and deliver, and set free. It's, it's, the, it's the feminists that, that are up on stage on the Super Bowl not acting like Jesus. That is the harvest. We are sowing into that harvest to bring them in during these times. We all know, like Robin said, that we don't know when the last days are coming. But I'm going to tell you something. And if Wendy's listening, she knows because she's like my buddy and she listens to me. It is not easy for me to talk about the end times because I was, um, I was a little jaded by the church when I was younger because it was all I heard. End times, end times. I'm like, people have been preaching that since Jesus came. <laughs> but, years. but Jesus has now revealed it, excuse me, to me in a personal way. And here's what we're praying. That you don't take what we say that we heard from Jesus and just run with it. We want you to test it. We want you to comment and give us feedback. If you feel if you feel you want to know scripturally where what we're saying is, we want you to test what we're saying with the word of God and with your spirit. Because here's the thing. I can tell you the encounters I've had with Jesus. Robin can tell you those encounters. But until you encounter it for yourself... It won't put the vision inside of you that you need to run forward even when we're faced with those four kingdoms that rise up. And that is the type of audacity that you have to begin to walk in now. Shake off. I declare right now for everyone listening that you are shaking off the clothing of the old and you are stepping into the Ephesians 6 armor. Totally and fully right now new in Jesus' name. You cling to that. We're coming into the days where we're going to need to know the Word of God because it could be taken away from us in situations. We have to know the Word of God. If you spend nothing, if you spend time doing nothing else, get to know the Word of God and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. If we could sum it up in those two things. But here's the thing. To love your neighbor as yourself, you have to get out. You have to get out. Your neighbor's over there. You know, it's funny. There's a meme that goes... Like a good neighbor, stay over there. Which I totally agree with sometimes, but I have to put myself aside and what I want aside and get out and go. And I'm telling you, there's people, I'm telling you right now, the Lord is going to come on you and he's going to say, pray for that person. You see someone that's not healed walking beside you, you better get up. You better get up and pray for them because Holy Spirit's in you. Do you think Jesus just walked by? People that were sick and didn't heal them know he had compassion. I pray a holy compassion on the church right now in the name of Jesus. So we would just receive that encouragement and we would get out of ourselves. I challenge you for five days in a row, pray for every person that you come in contact with for five days in a row. And you can't cheat and stay at home. Do what you normally do unless you're homebound or whatever. But God will still send you people. He will send you people that will call you, email you, text you whatever, but I challenge you to get out of yourself, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how you're feeling, no matter if you slept or not, no matter if you're throwing up sick, five days, pray for every person that God brings in contact with you, and you'll realize how much that we miss opportunities that are right in front of us. I'm going to tell you something. Australia is facing 
huge, huge amounts of death. And we're supposed to carry one another's burdens. And so because of that, I am grieved in the depths of my soul for them and what's going on. But listen, that is not that far from us. If you think about it, we could, you know, you never know what's going to happen. What if we were next to have fires? consume our land, would you be able to go to sleep at night knowing that you prayed for every person that you could that you came in contact with, that you witnessed the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to your neighbor, to, to whoever that the Lord brought across your path? This is the hour that we have to get serious. If you, if you are lukewarm, I am telling you right now, choose the Lord or not. This is not an hour to be lukewarm. It is no longer acceptable, it is no longer tolerable, and it will no longer be allowed in the body of Christ. Preach it, baby. <laughs> I'm getting angry. I'm going to leave I'm that there. I'm getting lit up here. <laughs> okay, so that's I have good. my notes on my phone, and I can see your comments and all, so that's why I'm on my phone. Okay, so I want to show, I want to go through a vision that I had um, of Jesus, and, and I see my main gifting that I operate in the most is the seer gifting and so um, you know I see on a regular basis and I'm so grateful for that but it's just been increased and I've just been asking God I'm like please let me see more let me see but then sometimes I'm like don't let me see any more for like a week until I can chew on what you just showed me and this was one of those times so I was in bed I was in the middle of the night and I randomly I, I you know in the middle of the night I'd woken up and I saw a vision of Jesus and typically when I see Jesus, it's um, not his full face, but it has been for the past about a month. Every time I've seen him, I've seen, but this time it was, um, Jesus was sitting on the throne at the right hand of the Father. And everything around him and below him was kind of blurred out for me and the focus was on him. And he was shining so bright, brighter than you could ever imagine, the whitest Shining, I thought that I was going to be blind from looking at him on his throne. I'm going to try not to cry too. Because he was just so beautiful. There was, there was no darkness at all in him. And I saw his eyes. And what was coming out of his eyes were beams and rays of yellow bright light. The brightest light, like you think of HD lights and then maximize the time a billion trillion. I don't even know, but it was like <laughs> the brightest light I had ever seen. It And it was seven lights. And the Lord led me to this verse in Revelation 4. It says, um, I'm kind of going off the cuff, so let me, I'm sorry. Um, so let me find where I'm at here. It says, where is it at? Okay, yeah, it's Revelation 4, 5, and it says, From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. And that word for lamp actually means light. And then you go on to study scripture, and the Lord led me through a scripture that morning, a scripture study that morning, and showed me that this, the lights come from his eyes, and those are the seven spirits of God. And what I didn't realize at the time, it took me a little while to get it, but what I didn't realize at the time was that he said, I am now sending my seven spirits upon the people because it is, in, it, it is in this hour that we must get up and operate in the fullness of Christ. And he's not going to call you to something that he hasn't equipped you for. 
He already has given us and met all of our needs. He says that, you know, we're, we're going to have all of our needs met in, in abundance and in excess. And so I felt, um, I felt that for a while and I just sat in it and meditated and meditated on it. <coughs> Excuse me. And he began to show me more visions and to impress into me a couple of more things. So I'm going to share that and then we're going to pray over you and wrap up. But then I, w I was sitting in my office at work one day and out of the blue, while I was working, I saw Jesus come in the room and he put his hand on me like this and he was behind me. Was it terrifying? Um, it was, it was startling. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, but he came with a soft, um, temperament. So that, that's why it's not terrifying to me, but definitely startling. So I put down my pen and I just kind of sat there like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. And he began to tell me, he said, he said, it's time. Where's this at on here? Right there. Okay. It's time to go. It's time to go preach the gospel to all that you can. Go love and do not worry about the ones that don't receive what you have to say. Go for the one person that will receive. It is time. I trust you. Mm -hmm. I felt he was impressing us during that time. Not to argue or debate with those that don't want to receive him because there is an urgency to get the good news out and we cannot get distracted in this time. We can love on those people. Here's the deal. We plant the seed. Holy Spirit causes the conviction. So we just share what the Lord has told us to share and then he, he continues to water that seed in them. However, he sees fit. If he tells us to mentor, cool. But here's what I heard. He said, do not stop at the distractions. Don't stop at the debates. Yes, there are good debates and healthy debates, but, you know, right now is not the time for all that. Right now, what the time is, is for you to preach the good news and the salvation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the healing and the deliverance. And you know how you do that? Through miracles, signs, and wonders by loving your neighbor and getting out of where you are to pray for other people. <coughs> Excuse me. It's <laughs> good. This is where um, I went into how 2020 is a year that we're more aware and seeing clearly. Well, here's the thing that the Lord wants to do. He wants to activate your five senses. So I just speak to all of those listening right now that want to receive this. If you'll just pray with me and agree and say, Lord, I want to have all of my five senses opened up to you. Sight, smell, tasting, hearing, see, um, touching, feeling. And so that I can see the fullness and, and understand the fullness of who you are in ways that I never have before because here's the reason why. It's not about you. It is about the world that needs you right now to humble yourself, to lay everything down and say, Lord, show me, open my eyes, open my ears, open every sense that I have so that I can be fully aware of who you are to share the truth about you with other people. Any area I'm lukewarm, Lord, just take it and rid it of me now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so here's the last thing I want to share. The Lord says if you, if you ask him in 
this season, he's willing to meet you with greater wisdom, understanding, <clears throat> counsel, and might, power, knowledge, and a greater reverential fear <clears throat> of who he is. As each of you continue to receive greater clarity from the Lord, may it propel you to reach people that have never been reached. To break every comfort zone you may find yourself in. As we continue to fight the good fight this year, we pray for each of us to be enlightened to the urgency and empowering of the Lord in this hour. We are at a pivotal time in history where we must pray as never before for the church to be reformed and for the eyes of those walking in pharisaical ways to be set free and their spirit senses to be reactivated. Matthew 28, 19-20 Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. That's good. And that was what he gave to her the same time that he was saying to me here. Isn't it funny how Jesus can be in more than one place at once? I love that. Because he's God, Yeah, because he's with me all the time, so he would have to be. <laughs> right, and he's in all of us all the time when you think about it. And he's telling us the same thing. He's drawing people out. He's taking down the religious structures. <laughs> Pharisaicals. Um, I like that. I thought that I coined the term pharisite, but I've heard other people use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's great. So I guess let's lead into prayer. Um, so I'm going to pray in the Spirit and what Holy Spirit says. Um, I'm just going to speak it out and then... We'll be done. Should be just done here. I would assume quickly. Okay. Here we go. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to use me. Speak through me. Speak through us. Touch hearts. Ipuriata <laughs> So what he showed me was people were basically he saw I, I saw a person and they were sitting in the, and they were like, I want to do this, but I'm scared. I want to do this, but I'm scared. And they were listening and listening and hearing and hearing and hearing. But I see people standing around them, you know, like yelling at them saying, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. And they put their fingers in their ears and went, like they, and I just speak peace into your life right now. I shut the mouths of the enemy that are trying to keep you stuck. In a religious system, I shut their mouths now of the enemy and I loose the Spirit of God into their life and into your life right now to bring you into the f glorious freedom of Jesus Christ. When you were praying in tongues, what I heard is the Lord said, I have created you for such a time as this. I have clothed you with honor and glory, and I have given you everything you need in this hour. He says there are some of you that have physical impairments. <coughs> Excuse impairments. me. Impairments. That physical impairments that have disabilities, that have sicknesses that you're fighting. And I speak to you and I say, be healed now. 
in the name of Jesus infirmity leave. You will no longer have a grip on these beautiful men and women of God. In the name of Jesus, you're no longer allowed here. I see artists and they're making music and they're sculpting clay and, and he's saying your work that you've been doing with your hands is paying off now. Even you're being, it's, he's saying you're being rewarded even now, he's saying. You're being rewarded even now. And the fruit of your work, the fruit of your labor is not going into ruin. It's not going to come to nothing. He says that the devil is lying to you, telling you that you're not going to make it. He's lying to you, saying that you can't make ends meet. He's already set provision. And from this moment forward, you will see the money coming in, not at first as a trickle for the first couple of days, and then after a week or two, it's going to come pouring in Amen. and flooding in, and you can't stop it, and the enemy can't stop it. And you praise God, and he says you give him, give him his holy offering. Give him his holy offering. Did you hear what you said? You said prevision. He's already brought it before the need came. <laughs> I didn't hear myself say that. So I feel led to share this with you to close, unless you have something else. I, that's good. I had a dream. I don't. I don't think Robin will mind me sharing this. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a dream that Robin was being tormented by the enemy. And if you know anything about me, I really like to fight. Um, but I, I like to pick my battles wisely so I can fight each one really hard. Um, and so, because I don't like to lose. And so that might be an issue. But, you know, that's another top. That's a lot of more topics. <laughs> Pride, self, anyway. Um, but I had this dream and Robin was being tormented. These demons were being sent after him and after him and after him and after him. And in the dream, I was like... Who do you think you are messing with my husband? Like, get out. And I would just deal with each demon as they came and they would leave. But then I saw this hallway from where we were and there was a door back there in, in the end, middle to end of the hallway. And Satan was behind the door. And he kept sending these attacks and demons after Robin. And finally I, I got rid of excuse me, the demons, made them leave, and then I walked up to the Satan's door and I said, are you going to come out and show your face and fight like the powerful person that you say you are, or are you just going to keep sending people to do your work for you, or demons, I said that in the dream, but you, you get what I was meaning, you're going to keep sending your little cohorts and imps to do your work for you, or will you stand up and face me and fight me if you're so powerful show yourself and he never showed you know why because we're covered in the blood of jesus because we operate in the victory that can't be stopped and satan knows that it's us that needs to learn it that's right preach it <laughs> let that encourage you that nothing is too small for the lord nothing is too small for you to handle as you walk in your authority with the lord yep I want to say one thing. Uh, I was listening to Kevin Zeta yesterday, and he said that Satan tries to get you to come to him, but he will not come to you because he will not fight you on your ground. No, he'll just send his workers to. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, his workers? Like, what? Right? So, <laughs> no. We're, we're, not, we're not called to go chasing after Satan. We're called to stay under the shadow of God's wing. 
Yes, that's right. That's it. Okay, so guys, we're going to post this as a blog on Fireside Grace. Share the video, share the blog, get it out there. People need to hear this. People need to know. And send us your testimonies. If you were here Amen. Today. All right, we love you guys. We cover you in the blood and we exhort you and send you forth now to minister the good news of the gospel of peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed, guys. We love you.